Hello everybody and welcome to the first video on this channel. My name is Ben and I will be the host on Creep Show for the foreseeable future. That's about all I have to say before we get into this case. This is the case of Blake Libel and Iana Kassian. It's very gruesome, so keep that in mind as we carry forward. Of course, I'm starting from the very, very beginning uh, in order to get as many details as possible into this case. Blake Libel was born into a life that was actually very comfortable due to the success of both his parents. Originally, he was born in Canada, but before long they moved to America and lived in Los Angeles, California. His father was a Canadian Olympian and a property mogul named Lorne Libel, and his mother, Eleanor, was the heir to a large plastics company. This, of course, meant that they had a very nice, comfortable life with plenty of money to go around, as evidenced by the fact that during his childhood he was given allowance money of 18000 a month by his parents. Of course, with the express permission to use this money in any way he pleased. Eventually, his mother passed away in 2011, leaving Blake the majority of her estate, which was valued close to $6 million. By now, Blake had a reputation for being a strange and eccentric person, especially, due, especially owing to the fact that he was known to bring up perverse and shocking violent remarks in any conversation, usually to attempt to shock those he was talking to. Naturally, due to the success of both of his parents, though he mainly considered himself to be in the shadow of his father, Blake wanted to gain his own success and leave a legacy that was separate to that of his parents. His chosen goal was to become a respected comic book writer, using the before-mentioned allowance and inheritance money to begin creating that image of himself. Eventually, he'd make a low-budget film by the name of Bald, and of course directed a couple episodes off the Spaceballs animated series. He also helped run a publishing company, as well as co-writing and publishing a graphic novel by the title of Syndrome. The novel in question would eventually be used as evidence against Blake in the court trials. Outwardly, Blake seemed to be extremely successful and accomplished. Unknown to most that most of his funds were going into creating his image and gaining this success rather than actually making a profit from it. Blake's father would of course be behind the scenes still paying his bills. Blake was married to a woman named Amanda Braun and the two had a son together. They lived in Beverly Hills, but in 2015, he filed for a divorce from her, who was pregnant and going to be giving birth very soon. The breakup didn't seem to bother him in the slightest, and not long after, he met a woman named Iana Kassian. Iana was born in Ukraine. She came and she moved to Los Angeles in 2014, working as a tax collector and a law student in college. She was hoping to make a break as a model, 
by moving to Los Angeles to create a better life for herself, and it was here that she met and started to date Blake in 2015. Things moved rather fast for the couple in the same year they became engaged, and a couple months after that, Iana was pregnant. Three weeks after the birth of their daughter together, Iana was covering from the C-section she had went through during the delivery. This is, of course, when Blake's behavior began to change for the worse. He began to exhibit jealousy towards the attention they had to give to their newborn child, and even threatened to leave her and the child if she didn't sleep with him whenever he demanded it of her, even threatening to, quote, find another person to be with if she continued to turn him down. Iana was financially reliant on Blake, so eventually she agreed to let the newborn live with her mother instead, in order to pay attention to Blake as he demanded of her. Iana's mother had recently moved from Ukraine to help the new parents in raising this child. Describing Blake, she would eventually come to call him an incredibly controlling person including saying that he expected her to do whatever he told her to do as well. In mid-May of 2016, there was a charge against Blake. It was a felony rape charge, and Iana ended up bailing him out of jail for $100,000. Blake had been having a, an affair behind Iana's back, and the woman he was having an affair with was the one who accused him of the previous mentioned charge. When Iana discovered this, she moved out of the apartment that she and Blake lived in, and moved in with her mother and newborn child. On the 23rd of May, 2016, Iana and her mother had gone on a shopping trip. During this trip, Iana's phone would be going off with several texts and calls from Blake, and upon reading them, Iana would drop everything she was doing and run straight back to the apartment. This would be the last time Iana's mother would ever see her daughter alive again. The very next day, Olga, Iana's mother, would try to call her, just to make sure she was okay given the circumstances of her abrupt exit the day before. She however received no response. She of course, rightfully so, became to grow very concerned and ended up going to the apartment herself to see Iana in person. She'd call out Iana's name from outside the apartment and upon this Blake would walk to the window, draw the curtains and close it, and walk away without even speaking a word to her. Of course the next step Olga would take would be to call the police, begging them to perform a welfare check on her daughter at the couple's apartment. However, it would be several days before the police acted on this call, and when they finally did, the officer just walked to the apartment, knocked on the door, and upon receiving no answer, just left without pursuing it any further. But after hundreds of hundreds more calls and messages to Iana from Olga that received no reply, the police finally decided to take proper action. Returning to Blake's apartment and breaking down the front door. Upon their arrival inside, they would realize that the door in the hallway was barricaded. It would take them a organized effort to unhinge and remove said door. And once they did, they'd find a long trail of blood leading into the master bedroom. 
The police would shout out Blake's name, demanding that he leave his room. Blake, however, shouted back and demanded that the police would leave his home. After this standoff, Blake's accountant and friend arrived and managed to talk him into surrendering to the officers on scene. Funnily enough, it was not the that was not the police officers who called Blake's accountant, but rather Blake himself. Upon agreeing to these terms of surrender, Blake would leave the room in only his underwear, leaving the police to deal with the scene of what he had done. This is incredibly gruesome from this point forward. If you do not wish to hear it, this is about where you want to stop. Ready? Okay. Iana's lifeless body was in the master bedroom. The injuries she suffered were incredibly gruesome, as I stated before, and they were as follows. Her scalp was removed from the eyebrows all the way to the back of her head and appeared to have been scraped off of debris and cleaned. Almost all the skin on the right side of her face had been torn and sliced off to the point where the surface of her skull was visible when looking at her. She also had cut and bite marks all over her body, as well as her left ear being, notably, entirely missing. The confirmed cause of death was severe blood loss due to torn arteries and veins. The doctor examining her body stated that she was alive during the torture she endured during, due to the evidence of tis tissue samples showing signs of hemorrhaging. In total, over 80% of her face and scalp were removed and more than half of the blood in her body was drained, leaving no blood in her heart, veins, or arteries. The doctor noted that the sheer amount of blood loss was strains, and he worked out that Blade had to have placed her in a blade. Blake had to have placed her in a bath with her head low and feet elevated, then ran cold water over her scalped head, the water washing away the blood and stopping the healing process. It would have stopped the blood flow. She also had wounds from defending herself on her right arm and both her hands, meaning that Iana did her best to fight back against the atrocity committed towards her. Police investigating the property further found that Blake had set out 11 trash bags waiting for disposal, inside those being bloody sheets, chunks of Iana's hair and chunks of her flesh, and of course, the missing ear. On the right side of Blake's bed, they found a razor blade and a knife. Even more searching in the apartment would lead them to finding chunks of Iana's skin scattered everywhere. She was found to en have endured approximately eight to nine hours of torture before succumbing to her injuries. During the trial, the prosecution team used Blake's prior mentioned novel against him, citing it as evidence due to containing depictions of naked women covered in blood, which I will not show in the video, as well as the inclusion of a character who is a serial killer who hung people from their ankles and slashed their throats, draining them of blood. However, Blake wasn't the only writer of the comic, and the others involved actually had written most of the novel on their own, but it's assumed that he did take inspiration from the content within it. Blake pleaded not guilty, but thankfully was pronounced guilty, 
and sentenced to life within prison with no possibility of parole, managing to dodge the death sentence only because the prosecution team didn't see a point in pursuing it, citing that there are hundreds of people on death row and nobody had been put to death there for over a decade. In February of 2019, a Californian judge ordered Blake to pay Iana's family $42 million. Blake, Iana's daughter, is now still in the care of her grandmother and resides in Ukraine with her. This case is considered by the police force to be considered one of the most brutal and gruesome in West Hollywood history. One of the forensic pathologists who examined Iana had said something along the lines of, I have never seen anything like this before, and I doubt that any, any forensic pathologist in this country or abroad have ever seen anything like this outside of maybe wartime. It's extremely rare. And there you go. That's the case of Blake Iniana Kassian. He actually got a nickname for this killing going as the West Hollywood Vampire, which sounds a lot like a serial killer name, which thankfully he was not, as he only did one kill that we know of. If you enjoyed this video, please consider subscribing. Um, I'm new to this, and they can only go up in quality from here. Thank you for watching. I'll see you all next time.